0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today Imanana. I'm Alex. This is a Xavier. We're very excited to have you joining us. It's definitely a chilly morning here in is, and It feels nice in the sun.
1: Well, it's gorgeous in the sun. But but, you know, I, I mean, I, I left the house this morning, right? And I, I knew it was cold because all the grass in the back was like all ice. Mm-hmm. So I said, ooh, it must be cold out there, right? And I looked, it's 24 degrees. <sighs> but I walked out, and it's just I mean, I didn't feel cold at all. I mean, just like it just felt so nice because the sun was already shining. Mm -hmm. And once you walk to the sun, it just feels good. Exactly, the
0: sun on your your face is is beautiful. But then uh, the shade comes, and you're like, oh, I do, I do need my. Well, you know, the worst thing,
1: and not not even, yeah, absolutely, a nice a nice cafe con leche comes in extremely handy. You know, I mean, for me, maybe even hot chocolate, but Mm. that's a more evening thing, right? Mm. Because supposedly it makes you feel comfortable and go to sleep.
0: Yeah, which we don't want you falling asleep on the on the show. well, does that well mean, listen, everyone takes might lot. not know that it was hot shot? that they might just think, oh, man, Xavier, he's, he's getting... No, hot no, no, sauce no, sauce. Okay. you know me well
1: enough. It's very hard for me to fall asleep any time during the day. After my glass of wine at night, maybe. That's but different. Before That's different. that, no way. doesn't happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, It's
0: a great, a great day Get something warm Get to a cozy spot I'm watching today in nice. so We're going to be joined By some fantastic guests A little bit uh, We're going to be joined By Jesse Bellavance From Bellavance Inc And then later in the show We're going to have A monthly meet up With Matthias Matthias Yom from Matthias Young Realty is going to be uh, coming on and, and looking talk. forward to both. Looking forward Absolutely. to both. Yeah. Absolutely. A big thank you, of course, to Emergent Financial Services for presenting and for our great partners at Craddock Serious Insurance, Matthias Young Realty, Castle Hill Cider, Forward Adelante, and of course, uh, just love being here on the I Love Sea Network. This is fantastic.
1: Set. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was, oh, um, so I was, uh, so on the way in today with, with uh, Michael, right? Um, we, were, we were talking, he told me that uh, I guess pitchers and catchers i think came you know
0: uh, oh, we're, or reporting reporting baseball? i
1: don't know if it was yesterday or today or something right and so i said to him i said um um and this is a, a line from a movie i said um uh, what are we going to be doing today remember from the oh, rookie what do, we uh,
0: to, what do we do today What we did to well, that's right
1: we get to play baseball right mm-hmm. so i was thinking about it, saying what do we get to do today Today mañana, right? yeah. Which yeah. is, I mean, the point is that it's fun, you know, it's enjoyable, exactly. right? I mean, and it's, it's true. It's like
0: yeah. The point of the line is it's not work.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's it's it's, it's just something fun that yeah we, exactly that something we that, we do, that we enjoy doing you know, even if it does take some effort. <laughs> well, it takes well, effort to play baseball they, too, right? most of the effort on to We're like, find us people. That's right. David and I just want to walk into the studio on Thursday morning and, and find out who's there.
1: That's
0: right. So a couple of people uh, liked the show. Heather worked. Uh, like in the show this morning, Rosalia de Rosalia Cordaro watching the show this morning, Dr. Elizabeth Irby watching the show this morning. So, I appreciate all our fantastic viewers tuning in already. Already starting Wonderful. I have to say, you must be, not that I want to say it's bad luck, but man, UVA hadn't lost, and Michael and I were coming on every week, and then I'm coming on with you, and they lost today. Well, ago. they lost
1: so, before I came on. I know so you they Can't must blame have me. known you were coming I can't blame on. Me for that. They must have known you were coming on. have known was coming. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, uh, that was not a good loss, unfortunately.
0: I mean, unfortunately yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, they didn't play badly. They didn't play badly. Well, the three-point shooting previous. was just... Yeah, yeah, but the other team was shot 50%, 50% from three. Yeah, it's hard I to know. win when the other team
1: shoots 50% See, from Yeah, three. We, we talk about that, too. Basketball. I think even even college basketball is changing. I mean, there's just so much three-point shooting now. That exactly. The whole game is, is, is switching very different a little It's
0: yeah. a very different game. You kind of have to live by the three or yeah. die by the three. Exactly. Exactly. At this point, but yes, Peter. Baseball, UVA baseball starts Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, UVA lacrosse wow. started That's last right. Saturday, so all the spring sports are gearing into uh...
1: good because there's no more football. I mean, all nope. the all the fun stuff is gone. I mean. You know, baseball's coming, but the real baseball doesn't. You don't start watch
0: program. the NBA? <laughs> I am not an NBA fan. No. <laughs> the know.
1: idea of guys running back and forth, just shooting, no play, don't play on no defense. Nah, my old in the old days where you could like hit the guy, you know, trip him and stuff like that. That's what I like.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, it is, I have to say, it is amazing. You watch that old videos, right? And you watch that like, Michael Jordan was that you know, and he's not like, being body checked. Yeah, absolutely. All the yeah, time, all like, the they're time. all over him. And yes. he still makes a shot. And yeah. like I'd love to see today's people play.
1: <laughs> we we'll see how many three that's nine, right nine punch. exactly yeah now you can't even touch a guy you can't even look no. at him it's like ah oh,
0: foul different game different game but so a lot of spring sports coming into play which yeah. is nice so a lot of we'll be gearing into all the, the fun things you can do in Charlottesville as the winter turns into the spring
1: yeah yeah, and, and, so and it be. happens quickly in Charlottesville, oh, be, so it's yeah. very nice.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It'll be here before, before you know it. We'll probably get like one more snowfall that kills a bunch of trees, but after that. she thanks, Alan. Then we will have <laughs> so the, uh, it's to know. after that we'll have spring at last. <laughs> So I don't know about you, but I'm excited to, to oh, jump into today's guests. Yes. So we're we're thrilled to welcome to the show this morning, Jesse Belavance from Belavance Inc. Jesse, thanks for coming on this morning. Thank morning. you for having
2: me. I appreciate it.
0: No, no, it's a, we're, we've been looking forward to it. So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Just, I mean, I guess people and Jud a little bit. I'm sure we'll show on the screen some of your from your artwork, and people may recognize some of it. Maybe a little bit how you first became interested in in art and and in you know just. Drawing as you do. And it, ink and,
2: and, and ink. ink. Sure. Uh, I started off uh, maybe 15 years ago as a, a contractor for the government. I did mapping work, so I did a lot of GIS and illustrations of maps and stuff like that. And over the course of the 15 years, I worked I, I, again, I said I worked at Quantico, and then I worked mm-hmm. when I moved here, I moved, uh, worked for SNL Financial, and then I pretty much burned out doing the sit behind the desk computer work and so I needed to find something else for me to do, Mm -hmm. and I already had a background in detail and a little bit illustration, so I really just, back in 2016, I just started the process of teaching myself how to draw, so I bought that book, Drawing on the Left, Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, I believe, Mm -hmm. and uh, just started from there, did pencil sketches, and then uh, did portraits of people, you know, famous people, and then it was a little messy for me using pencil, so I transitioned to ink, and then I just started to draw things I liked. I come; both my parents were artists, and so they had. I look at their back illustrations back. from the back, and it's kind of quirky, and so I probably inherited their sense of humor and stuff. So I, most of my illustrations that you can divide into two categories: a lot of local Charlottesville stuff, mm-hmm. and then kind of like whimsical in nature. So probably the one illustration that people may recognize in Charlottesville is the skyline drawing. And I usually have a giant monster attacking it. you know Godzilla was the first one, and then King Kong, and then it just progressed. but uh I just like I have fun drawing it's I don't consider it work compared to my other jobs. It is' I mean I understand it's, I'm working, but it's not real hard and uh now i do you know I do a lot of commission work and reach out a lot of businesses will call up. I've done some logos for some local uh stores and uh so yeah, that's. Pretty much the, the mm-hmm. evolution of where so I you,
0: came So you, you had some background and then you decided to turn it into like a business? Right.
2: So I had to, I had to reinvent myself mm-hmm. after uh, doing the mapping stuff. And I did real estate for a few years. And it's hard. It's a hard job. Uh, but I was able to do some of my artwork within that and then uh, transitioned into just doing my own kind of style mm-hmm. of artwork.
0: Did, did I answer, answer the question? Oh, you did. Yeah, no, no, you, yeah, did, you, did, you it. did. When I no. like to do your art, it, it does. It combines, you know, you've got your landmarks, you know, your I love, you know, you've got your, uh, uh the, the love shorts with the tires, you've got the Crozet Pizza UVA, and then you've got the more whimsical ones, like a lot of, and I noticed, so on your, on your website, which is bellavanceinc.com, So I noticed that in addition to like some custom art, you also do like birthday cards and, and other types of stationery. Yeah, I'm kind of like Hallmark,
2: but... Maybe more funny. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, you know I, tr- I cover all the categories that you'll find in your typical store. You have mm-hmm. uh, you know, birthday cards, Christmas cards. That's probably half my business is doing a lot of stationary mm-hmm. uh, work. I sell, uh, and, and it sounds big to say I sell across the country, but I probably sell. To, I sell to a lot of different shops in different mm-hmm. states, and uh, so I'm just right now I'm in that process of trying to expand out. Contacting as many people as I can, mm-hmm. just let it, getting them familiar with my process, the wholesale process that I have, and uh, I also eventually like this if I can franchise this yeah you know, oh. but we'll see we'll see where that goes
3: absolutely so for
1: the uh, like 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 the birthday cards and the uh, you know the Christmas Easter, whatever mm-hmm. they may be. Do you constantly change those or is there like one set and this is what, you know, what goes out?
2: I try to do something new. At least two illustrations related to, you know, birthdays a year or Christmas or holidays. I always keep it fresh. So
0: the idea is
2: that, you know, by the time I'm 65, I have this gigantic catalog and I don't have to work anymore <laughs> if I don't want to. And people just order, you know, just keep ordering the same stuff. And then, but I like drawing. So exactly. I'm, I'm always going to be adding stuff. I feel like this is my retirement. Mm -hmm. I started when I was 50 or no, I guess when I quit working the map, doing the mapping stuff, but you know, now, you know, for the most part I do the drawings and then I do the farmer's market every weekend. And so my lifestyle has changed a lot Mm -hmm. since working from nine to five. And it's it's more laid back. I I am very busy, but I'm on my own schedule. It's very Mm -hmm. nice. And, uh, and it's fun to do my job, so it's easy yeah. to always come up with new things. And, and, and I
1: would assume that the, the nice thing when you when you do that and you work for yourself in a in, in a way, it's that there's an inspiration. And when that inspiration comes, sit down and do it. As opposed to you, you know, when you're forced to do something, you sit there and go, Ugh, "What do I do? What do I draw?" Uh, is, is that the case? Or? Well,
2: first inspiration was survival. <laughs> so I, needed to, <laughs> I needed to. I needed. To, I knew I had to make money, so that was a prime motivator, and I. But uh, I don't have a problem coming up with ideas. Okay. That's one thing I'm very fortunate with is my cup runneth over, basically. Mm-hmm. I cannot control the stream that comes out. I just have to make sure what does come out will sell or is mm-hmm. funny or is good. I've thrown a lot of stuff against the wall, and you know, probably half of it wouldn't work. Yeah. But um, I'm lucky. I, I always have a lot of uh, ideas brewing in my head.
0: Mm-hmm. With the, What made you decide on the, the ink medium to draw? <laughs> Laziness. <laughs> <laughs> so, so originally I did pencil,
2: which is mm-hmm. hugely messy for me. I, it, you know, you smear the paper. Mm, ink is uh, precise, dries quick. I can do watercolor over it. Oh, um, okay. And it's just cleaner. And, I, and now I, I'd say half my work is I do it a lot on my iPad. So do a lot of commercial work, Mm -hmm. and so it's so easy now because I have a simple style pen and ink, black Mm -hmm. and white, very binary. And I just draw it, and I can create layers on the iPad, stack things, add watercolor effects to it. So it's oh wow! I really, I mean, I use a program called Procreate. It's changed pretty much how fast I can get things done, how efficient, and also provides cleaner images for final production.
0: Wow, how It's almost like a, like digital art in a sense.
2: It's, I'd say half, I, probably about eighty percent now is digital art. If wow. someone wants ink, uh, I'll do it, but it costs probably ten times as much. I can get oh, it yeah. done half, you know, probably half the time. I can undo my mistakes, which is something you couldn't do fifty, you know, mm-hmm. well, twenty years ago.
0: You oh, couldn't yeah, you really just undo just your made mistakes. a mistake. You started start over, <laughs> or you just had to like blend it in and
2: make it work with the rest <laughs> of the image. But uh, yeah. Oh, so
1: when you talk about something interesting, so so if you do something in ink right? And you're going to mass produce it, right? You just do one in ink and that's mass produced, I suspect, right?
2: Well, it depends. If, so if I'm doing traditional ink, I have to scan it in, uh, bring in Photoshop, remove all the dust and paper effects. But when you draw on an iPad, it's, it's, one, it's binary, one or zero. You have right. the image that you drew right. and then right. the background. So it's super clean. Uh, and it's so much better for production. Mm-hmm. You can bring uh, it into other programs like Adobe Illustrator and then convert it into vector files, which you can blow up to any size you want. I mean, the technology has changed That's so amazing. much from when my dad mm-hmm. was an artist. I remember he talking to him, and he said, this is like 30 years ago, and he said, and eventually, people are going to be doing all this stuff on computers and stuff like that. And I was like, no.
3: <laughs> here I am <laughs> doing exactly <laughs> what he
2: said I would I would be you know I'm I don't know I'm doing it what's well, so. just
0: amazing it's reached the point where you can have that precision where you can be actually drawing and it will precisely tap because I remember when, when you know when the first touch screens came out and stuff I mean like you try to do your signature and everything's like a smudge but right. now there's like a level of precision that's just amazing Just that you can get the, the thin lines that you get that just much look more so, control
2: yeah uh, for sure uh, you know, it took some getting used to. I actually have my uh, stepdaughter helps me out with the iPad. I, I thought I was tech savvy, but I have to ask her for, like, things like, how do I do this in Procreate to do what I, you know, mm-hmm. I would make sure the line work is always consistently the same size, mm-hmm. r- depending on the scale I'm drawing yep. at. You know, before I was, like, I was changing pen sizes and doing all this stuff. She just goes, nope, just do this, <laughs> and fixes it, and then I can do all the work. And
1: wow. it's amazing what the next
2: generation has access to and what they're gonna produce, provided AI doesn't just kill us
0: all just, yeah. and take it over. Yeah, well, right? Or do that. it for them. Yeah. Or do it for us. Do it for us. So
1: you still, so, so in essence, when you do it on the, on the laptop, right, or, or wherever it is mm-hmm. that you, you're doing, um, you literally still have to draw, right? It's not like- just by hand. It, yeah, right. so you still have a pen or, or multiple pens that you use to draw whatever it is that came into your, your head, right?
2: Same process. Just different medium and techniques. Okay. So I still have basically a paper. You know, you set a paper size on your tablet, eight and a half, eight by 10, which is standard size. You Make sure you use the pens for that scale you're drawing mm-hmm. to. A uh, great thing is you can zoom in with, you know, now I have to wear readers. Uh, so it's a lot easier just to click <laughs> it and then draw at the scale. Yeah. You, can, you can be much more precise in your illustrations. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all it's all digital yeah, and all yeah. exportable no but the
1: point is you you're still the artist it's not like you're gramming things and then changing you literally start from scratch just like you would with a oh, piece a of paper hands, and ink yeah. Yeah. you're still the artist and the, everything there that goes on that on that you know computer there is you yeah okay. absolutely yeah. yeah
2: you i draw everything uh, you know I, a lot of people send me photographs so i have to draw from mm-hmm. photographs Gotcha. A lot of it, like, especially if it's a house I have, i've drawn home a lot of homes and a lot of businesses so I, I usually I do work from a picture I need to see it, mm-hmm. but I draw it on the on the tablet Understood. Understood. from yeah. scratch and then uh, but I still do watercolors in traditional artwork it's still fun to do I really like you know just simple watercolors I do these little things called uh, they're I call micro watercolors they're almost like a dollhouse dollhouse scale one to twelve mm-hmm. so they're about postage size stamps and so I just I sit there. You know, I have like jeweler's glasses on and I'm just painting these <laughs> tiny little watercolors, but
0: they're super fun. Uh, and people seem to like them. So, wow, That's fantastic. it's fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. did you have some originals as well that you can uh, on your website and, and other things? I have a few, yeah. A few of them, yeah. But just, yeah, just I think out of curiosity, is it did your parents so your parents also had the whimsical style?
2: My mom did. I look mm-hmm. at the way. I like drawing sheep. They're funny looking, but I look at how she drew them and mm-hmm. it's there's a very there's a mirror image, mm-hmm. a genetic relationship yep. between how she draws and how my dad or I draw. Mm-hmm. And same thing for my dad. My dad was very heavy handed with his illustrations. And if you look at mine, they're stark. I mean it's, yeah, it's heavy line work mm-hmm. and uh so it's kinda neat to have that.
1: In me, exactly. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. A
2: part of a tradition. They never taught me anything, <laughs> so I wish that's the problem. The thing is, I could be so much better now if my parents had pushed me a little bit when I was a kid. You know, I was just drawing like space battles on air, you know, pieces of paper. But I didn't start drawing until eight years ago. If they had started me you know, when I was. 14, I'd be, you know, where would I be now? I'd be like the Steve Jobs of
1: of, of, of stationery. But you wouldn't be here. uh, That's true. I'm I'm with the common people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what's it been like on the entrepreneurship side of saying, okay, I'm I'm doing this, uh, you draw, and then to market and, and, and grow and grow the business?
2: Well, originally it was just Etsy. You know, I just posted on Etsy, and I had my own website, com. And then uh, I did start doing the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I used to go to the farmer's market here, and I never thought of it as a, something I could do. So I think it was two years before COVID, I started doing the city market. Mm-hmm. And then COVID came and destroyed that. Uh, Ix popped up. They had mm-hmm. their farmer's market. And so I did that for, until uh, things kind of progressed and the city opened back up so now i do the city market and then my wife uh, she does the the x market so it's kind of oh, like a team okay. effort at this yeah. point Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. but for now it's just i'd say probably half my business or probably a third of it comes from the farmer's market and wow. then the rest of it comes from online sales and then mm-hmm. i do this year especially i've done a lot more commissions local commissions and uh it's been it's been fun uh, working with all the different people in the in, the, in our area
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's amazing just to, what, what the farmers markets can because it's true. Yeah. I think sometimes people think of farmers markets, oh, you know, buy your vegetables, but especially in Charlottesville, there are so many unique businesses that are not selling food. It was
2: a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. I mean, if COVID came and I yeah, I got the checks from the government, but if it wasn't for the farmers market, I it would have been a lot harder. Yeah. And so I I, I have so much appreciation for the farmers markets we have. I hope I you know, I'd love to have them expand more. I love to have a dedicated spot, you know that is you know covered and stuff like that. But I'm really happy with what the city has done, what the Ix has done to promote art and also the local farm. I mean, it's got to be a godsend also for the farmers for to the have farmers, a location yeah. to sell in the city. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, those we've are we've great. had those so many great.
0: people on farmers, uh, small businesses uh, selling like prepared food. Businesses, I mean, restaurants, caterers that they use that Little stones.
1: To, remember that, that that oh yes, the jewelry, the jewelry, the jewelry stores. So so many yeah. like
0: artisans and craftspeople. Yeah. So it's it's really fantastic. No, it's a do. great
1: venue for you know small businesses and people are getting started. And 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 as you said, I mean, it's one of those things where on on this given day, and and I agree with you. I wish. I wish there was a way to do this almost on a daily basis where there was a place here in Charlottesville I would love that, that. It could, that, <laughs> that you almost could rotate it. Okay, so I, I can't be there Monday to Friday, but this booth is available Monday to Friday. And you say, I got Monday, I got Thursday, I got Friday, mm-hmm. whatever they, that is, right? But anyway, the point is, you know, the idea to be able to just go out on those particular days and display your work and then meet people and talk to people and you get tourists coming in, right? I mean, that's, that's really...
2: That's th- the great thing about Charlottesville is we have a strong local community that supports me pretty, pretty well, uh, but I also set up on the downtown mall during the week, and so uh, I do get some of that business as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of new people are coming in, so you always have that circulation of new new shoppers and new, mm-hmm. new people to work exactly. with. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Then some props here. Uh, Katie Pearl says, Jesse is extremely talented. Uh-huh. Watching. Thanks for watching the show this morning. Kevin Higgins says, in his opinion, um, AI may be the best thing for art ever because everyone will want something original from an actual human. So when, every, <laughs> when we're inundated with all this AI, some people yeah. are going to be like, no, I no, want I one want, from I want an actual stuff, human.
2: Yeah. Well, I was thinking about coming up with a tagline for Bella Venting, like, made by humans. <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know how there's, like, standard, uh, you know, guilds or groups that represent... There should be one for just human artists, and then you register them, and you get a stamp, and then you can use that on your artwork... I feel like we're really going to have to start promoting the fact that we're humans doing Mm -hmm. illustrations. I mean, I I play around with AI. I, you know, I use the AI to come up with funny things that might work, and they all look the same. Yeah. I mean, right now, I'm sure down the road it'll evolve, but I'm not looking
0: forward to it. (laughs) But I think there will always be that, because I remember when NFTs were were all the rage, like, two years ago. And then... And does yeah, I mean, you did have an NFT that this one-time-only digital picture of the Mona Lisa, and then I think just after a while, people were like, "But why would I want a digital picture of the like? There's still only one actual Mona Lisa. That's
1: right. Right. right.
0: The the fact that I have this one-time-only, I can't see anything different about it. It just so I think there's there, even though there are these things when they first appear, said, that, "Oh, that's interesting. A computer did that, and it can do it way easier." I think eventually people always kind of revert back to, "Yeah, but a computer did it." I I I kind of want something that a person what, what did. What
1: stops eventually that just repeating itself? You know, the computer doing another one, and then the only difference is there's one little tiny bit here that's different than the original NFT. Yeah, the, well, even if the, the computer can
0: make safe. its own style, I think yeah. people at I mean, some point, like, it would probably be interesting for a while, like, oh, this AI has its own style, and it's yeah. really different. But then, I think eventually people will be back to, yeah, but yeah. The i I'm
1: computer
0: not, did yeah. it. Maybe it's just a
2: fad. Yeah. We'll see, but it's hard to tell It's it
0: Yeah, it is, it is. Nick uh, be watching, uh, Reezy, he, would, he would love to see a man-made <laughs> Tad or a sticker, but instead of like, made in the USA, it's like, made by, made made by, by humans. humans. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so just... Uh, just
1: got to make sure the AI doesn't put that in. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> Made my humans. Wait a minute! <laughs> it's modern, we are.
0: <laughs> said, prove I'm not human. <laughs> so, uh, but it really, I mean, it just... and I, uh, The nice thing is that like, your style is really something unique that I think people would enjoy, and like you can't really find it. You don't often see birthday cards that have this style or or any, any kind of card, and a uh, piece of art that has that kind of... Mips of it's something recognizable but also funny well thank you <laughs> i try
2: to make yeah, it uh, interesting
1: and, and the, other, the other nice thing sometimes is that you buy something like that you know it's in a way it's unique because it's, mm-hmm. it was created by a particular person right yeah, exactly. not that you know you look at them it's like, eh, you know some of these birthday cards it's like you've seen them before or whatever and yeah. What well,
0: that like if you were to send someone as a gift pick up you know the the shardsville style line with godzilla right they know you got this from someone right. in Charlottesville where you live. They know you didn't go to Amazon exactly, right, right. and get it from some mass-produced Chinese thing because it, nobody would mass-produce that, <laughs> exactly. right? You know exactly. you got it from someone who's doing it in Charlottesville, which I think means a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: But Jesse, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure having oh, you all. Thank you very Before much. Before we let you go, where can people get in touch? Find your art.
2: Uh, you can find it on my website, Bellevance Inc. And that's I N com. Also I'm on Etsy and I'm also in the downtown mall. Uh, every so often I try to come out when the weather's nice. And then (laughs) lastly, you can always meet me at the farmer's market. Stop by, say hi, uh, glad to chat. I love chatting.
0: So Exactly, yeah. Meet Jesse at the Farmers Market and, and, or, your, or your
1: wife or at the H1 yeah. We have a
2: competition who sells the most. Always <laughs> so you know. come to me first. <laughs> <There you laughs> well, Jesse, thanks again for coming yeah. on. Thank, thank you very it's much. It's been a
1: pleasure. Wonderful. Uh,
0: so as we make our transition here,
1: that's, uh, uh, that's uh, uh, a,
0: a couple thank yous. Uh, Ricardo Cruz Duran, thank you for, uh, for watching the show this morning. Jari Onellas, Amir del Programa. I feel like at this point we can say Johnny and Ricardo are both amidos. remember the program. The and for watching this morning, Johnny... And they'll Reynolds, understand what that means, too. Oh, of course, of course. And Johnny Ronaldo is a great owner of uh, El Mariachi on Zion's Crossroads, yeah. Guadalajara, on uh, the one on, uh, what is it called, Fontaine? Yeah, yeah Fontaine, that, that the street, yeah. That one yeah. there. You'll, you can't You can buy Fry Spring area. Fry Spring. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, you can't miss it. You can't miss it. So he's a great... Uh, entrepreneur here in the community so appreciate them both uh joining us this morning and watching and speaking of great people that we love in our community
1: <laughs> who, we're, who? <laughs> we're glad to that welcome back nice i know i know that
0: i try my i try and then he messes it up what can i say but, that's uh, why you don't want me here for these things exactly. you just you know, don't want me michael would have let me do it. michael he's always nice when i make my smooth transitions He's always like, ah, oh, nice transition there. I'll I mean, say that. I'll say that when you're finished. Okay, go. there we go. So we're excited to welcome to the show Matthias Sion for our monthly meetup with Matthias. Nice transition. That thank it's you. beautiful. Thank you, David.
3: <laughs> Matthias, thanks for coming on this morning. <laughs> thanks for this nice introduction.
1: See? <laughs> Even Matthias liked it.
3: <laughs> Even Matthias liked it. So I
1: mean, I
0: mean, it's been it's been a little bit of a while since Xavier's been on. I know last time you were here with Michael and myself, but um, we had, you know, we had just come out of the uh, Christmas season. Um, mm-hmm. how, how was January? How has January been for you? What's, what's been new?
3: You mean my personal stuff. life or Either, way, no, I either know, way, I know, I know way. that you're- <laughs> My you. personal life
1: probably more important, right? Because, I mean, that's something, something that happened to you is much more important than anything else in the world, my suspicion.
3: Well they are, it's much more subjective. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. No, it's um life's been good. We um I think I mentioned this last time when I was here. We we had our first uh baby, um eight weeks old yeah. today. Wow and it's Oh well, today is her like eighth
0: her week birth, day birth?
3: Like she was so, born on the fifteenth. Um no it was actually um on the twenty first oh, uh, okay. oh, of okay. December and so yeah almost two months old wow. and it's been a very exciting journey so mm-hmm. far is she sleeping a little more yeah All every good. night is a little bit better All four or five hours mm-hmm. um, actually this night was particularly good so
1: no wonder yeah. you look so restful today
3: <laughs> i uh, you know, I heard that this is the second time I hear this today, that I look so rested, and I like hearing that, because I d- didn't feel that way for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no, absolutely. No, thanks for asking. And, um, yeah, work is, is going well as, as well. We, we had a pretty strong start, 2024, in, in real estate, and we were all looking with curiosity towards this, this new year. Mm-hmm. We had a let's call it a mixed experience in 2023 with the high interest rates mm-hmm. and that has an impact on the housing market. And some of the problems or issues or challenges, they, they remain. We still face um, issues here on a, on a regional level as well, but um, I think there's a lot of optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a momentum right now. We have um, inventory Picking up, okay. and uh, buyers are coming out of their their caves, <laughs> um, and that obviously has to do with with headlines that we hear about in in the news all day. Mm-hmm. So there is there is reason to be optimistic that we will see um, first and second quarter of this year at least um, will be strong. Yes. So I, I guess when regional. when we say last year was bad, this year will be good. You know, those are strong words. What we are really wanting to say is, it's, um, it's getting more balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think you working in the financial world, you can you can confirm that we are heading towards maybe normalizing um, the situation and that will have an impact on, on us working in real estate as well. Yeah.
1: I mean, certainly from a no, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Normalizing, what do you mean normalizing?
3: Well,
0: it <laughs> I guess rate wise, so, probably. In other words, I think we well, would say... so, so I was going to ask, I was, mean, I was yeah. going to ask
1: that question because, I mean, you know, obviously we, we hit the tip of rates probably around you know, kind of early December. Mm-hmm. They started to come down. Yeah. We've literally in the last two weeks given it all back, so we are back up yeah. to where we were. When you know mortgages were seven and a half, eight percent, so obviously that's going to have an impact, right? Um, the fact that the inflation number came out and was not as good as people expected—that's not going to help long-term, right? Bonds, right? Um, which is ten-year bonds, which is where the mortgage rates comes in. But I really had a question more on because I mean that's that's going to impact without any doubt. I mean, the higher the rate, the harder it is for people to to. I think. Think about buying a house.
3: May I chime in real quick sure. before you ask your question? What do you think will the Fed do in March? Um, you said that we, we, we lost the the drop that we just saw and they raised it again. What what What's your near
1: future prediction? So, I mean, the, the market is what kind of raised it. Uh, it wasn't the Fed hasn't done anything. It's the comment by the Fed. I mean, the Fed basically said two things, and two things have happened since then, which may change all this, right? But I think Powell came in and said, he said, basically – you know, he would like to just see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. If you remember well, at the beginning of the year, it looked like the economy was still doing well. So they kind of pulled back and said, there's absolutely no reason for us to lower rates if the economy is doing well. We now had inflation numbers come higher than expected. Therefore, why are we going to lower rates if inflation is higher, right? Mm-hmm. Because the reason they raised, raised was to make sure inflation came down. However, today's number, which was the um, retail sales, was down 0.8. That's a huge drop mm-hmm. from what even people expected. So all of a yeah, sudden, they're know, sitting you there. You always
0: expect a December to January drop. But right. Not
1: yeah, but I mean, same. I think the, most people expect it down point two. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's down point eight, which is much larger than expected. And the issue we, in which we talked about this in December is you look at the credit card uh, debt and has just ballooned. I mean, it is, and it is continues to grow. Yeah. At what point does people say I can no longer borrow yeah. to buy whatever I want to buy? So if retail sales or the consumer begins to draw back, then the Federal Reserve does have the opportunity to lower rates. So I don't think they do it in the first six months. I, I really don't. At this point, I was before that I thought they might do something in March, mm-hmm. but I think at this point he's gonna he's probably gonna wait till June. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's my feeling. I might be wrong. I mean I, I never guessed the bet right anyway. So. Just let me put yeah. that out there. Um, but that's my perspective, you know. Um, but but interesting the interesting issue you have that,
0: that confluence because I think you have those two things. It's obviously the national, you have the national picture, right, which higher interest rates put it different... But the, the weird thing is the regional picture for Charlottesville, though there seems to be... I've seen it still this continued, whether it's want or need, to, to look into purchasing a house. Because I still have people... We still have people yeah. saying despite the interest rate coming and saying, is this a good time to look into it? Because I think just regionally, it's, it's a, it, the retail, I mean, the real estate market is a different scenario. Yeah.
3: But, you know, you, you bring up an interesting point. Um, sensational headlines in the news are one thing, right? But then we also have the, the personal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's situation is different. Um, um, life events happen which will dictate someone selling their home right. or buying their home, even though the circumstances might not be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, leads me to the question, what is ideal, really? Right? So we can talk about numbers in, in the market all day long. At the end of the day, it comes down to um, regional differences. We always talk about how Central Virginia or Charlottesville area is a strong market in, in many regards right and how does it compare to the national uh standard sure that might be interesting when we're looking at numbers um and making predictions so thanks for for sharing your insight there but i think in our regional market we can and and we just spoke about this in in our team yesterday we we do sense uh that there's there's more activity right now. At least compared otherwise? to last, last year. And last year's situation was different. Granted, we we're looking at interest rates. I'm sorry to bring up the rates again, but that yeah.
0: No, of course, that's the big
3: Exactly. <laughs> Do you
0: think it may be a scenario whereby, in other words, last year okay, the interest rates had come up so much, so people are like, Oh no, I gotta hold back and now maybe Maybe the normalization isn't that the, situ- the economic situation is normalized, but rather people have normalized that maybe this interest rate is here to stay. So I might have put off making my move last year, but it is what it is. I have well, to just do it now.
1: I mean, it's also, as, as Matthias says, I mean, obviously there are circumstances why people have to yeah. move, whatever, but from a purchase point of view, I mean, we talk about this all the time too, right? You sit there and you go all right, so I'm going to hold back because maybe rates will drop at the end of six months or nine months. But then you say, well, what if houses are up what 5 6%? Right. In other words, an interest rate, we have talked about this before, not that it's cheap, but interest rate can be refinanced somewhere down the line if things go my way. A house price cannot be refinanced. When mm-hmm. you buy it today at an expensive price, it can no longer be, re, you know, another yeah, you, you can't whatever, rebuy you it can't from, for right, a lower right. price. So, so it is what it is. So you, if you need a house and you're looking at the market, and Matthias, sometimes it's just supply and demand. It's just if there's still two buyers for every house, there's a battle, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's people are willing to outbid. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Matthias, you mentioned inventory. Is this inventory coming from again people moving? You know, so in some cases, you know, parents tired. parents passing away and the child has to, or is it they're building more and therefore the inventory is coming that way?
3: I think it's a little bit of both. Um, we do have developers building rapidly, okay. and that is good news. Um, if, if you look at the, um, the market reports in our area, you see a lot of new construction coming up. And so that has an impact on, on inventory. But to be, to be honest, it is still a problem. It is still a, a seller's market on, on a national uh, level, I think we have a t- supply of a little bit over three months. A balanced market would be more like five or six months, mm-hmm. so we okay. are nowhere close to it being a balanced market yeah. to be to be very clear about mm-hmm. that, but the hope is that inventory improves slowly, um, especially mm-hmm. in our area here for the factors that you mentioned um, sure, sellers are more inclined to to lose their locked-in rate and um, trade their home. So that will lead to more activity and as a result to a little bit more inventory on the market as well. As you mentioned last year, a seller was less inclined, uh, was more willing to wait to see what happens on the market and now it's clear that A, rates are slowly dropping um, and B, that it will not significantly drop. So why wait any longer? Mm-hmm. As you said, Xavier, the home prices are still rising. Yeah. Um, compared to last year, it's fair to say that they are not rising as rapidly, mm-hmm. but it's still there's still growth. And so how do you compete with that? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to pull the trigger if the circumstances warrant it. Mm-hmm. Would you say you
0: use would you say it's still the case that in other words if you're representing a, a buyer, there is typically someone else competing for the same home? In other words, you're you're still dealing with multiple people offering on the same home.
3: Yeah, it's not just one. Yeah, other it's never just one, yeah. it's, it's seven or eight fighting mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Depending on the price range you're looking at. Mm-hmm. But um looking at, at Child's Will, at at the median Home price in the four hundreds. Yes, you have multiple offer situations. You um, had that in January, and this will just increase as we're heading towards the spring market.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: What do, what do you see as when? Like, how does it begin to change from winter to spring? Do you start to see, you know, just more and more homes coming on the market, or do people, do the buyers start looking first and be like, okay, where where is everything? I'm always curious where where you begin to see the change, the transition happen from winter to spring, or if it might be different this year because we've had such a busier-than-usual January?
3: But again, the answer, I think, is it's, it's, it's mixed. So December is typically a slow month in that regard because people you know, focus on, on other things, mm-hmm. on, on family and yeah. holidays. And then the new year starts, and then that psychology kicks in, um, Changes that the weather is changing, there's um, euphoria in the air, people want a new start, and all that has an impact and, and, and partially defines the spring market. Mm-hmm. And we are not in the spring, but we are all talking about the spring market yeah. starting already. But in reality, it will probably be in full swing in, in March, mm-hmm. April. Mm-hmm. Is this different than the past years? Again, it's, I find it difficult to to make those comparisons because yeah. we had 2020, 2021, 2022 in the pandemic, all those historic yeah. data usual years, didn't yeah. really apply. Mm-hmm. Does it apply this year? Well, we will see. Compared to last year, things are slightly different. Um, we are more optimistic mm-hmm. in that regard.
1: So let me, let me ask you a question as a, as, a, as a realtor. So let's assume that I had... A house and I wanted to sell that house, right? And it's you know January and February, right? Um, and I come to you and I say, Okay, I mean, there's, there's no inventory. You tell me there's no inventory. Am I better off putting my house for sale now, even though it's not the spring because there's no inventory, or oh, wait, wait the buyers. spring because that's when the buyers come out? What, what would you, you know, and you know, I know you might say there's there's Differences, you know, yeah. but but out of curiosity, what would your thought process be there?
3: Put in the spot, uh, was, That's all. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling because the default answer always is, "It depends." You know? so, so why bother asking a question if the answer is, "It depends"? Um, interesting question, though, because sometimes I find myself wondering. Well, if I only need one buyer for my house, why does it matter whether I list in in January or in in June? Um, but here's why it depends. What is your goal? Do you have to relocate? Do you have to, to leave the area because of life events? Are you in a hurry or are you just testing the waters? Are you interested in exploring what you could get for your home? Um, what terms can you dictate to the buyer? All those are questions. And, and again, if, if you're just interested in the equity that you gained and or maybe buying a a bigger house, then you're probably better off waiting for a situation where you will have um, increased buyer activity. Mm -hmm. And so if you have two, three, or even more people interested in your home, chances are that you can not dictate but the outcome for yourself will be better as opposed to just having one buyer. Mm-hmm. Now this is this is an observation. Whether that's good or bad depends again on the situation. Yeah. But it's always an advantage to not be in a hurry as a seller. Yeah. And and as a buyer as well, sure. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just curious from uh Again, from an inventory point of view, you, you come in and say, there's no inventory. you know. I'm told there's no inventory, so should I sell now? But I guess the, the yeah, expected
0: guess, increase in buyers... Exactly, between so, or, now or the and increase in buyers going to make that much of a difference. ...might be greater than the expected increase yeah. in inventory yeah. between now and... Typically, rate. yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's, what, that's what happens. Does it, especially, I think, for Charlottesville, because I know, for instance, that a lot of... UVA people between right. the hospital and others mm-hmm. get matched and or hired in that March window, so mm-hmm. that's when you get that influx of people who suddenly now know, oh wait I, I now know that I need to think about it you, you're not going to be looking like just thinking of medical residents right If you're a medical resident and you you know you were, you've selected three possible schools to go to three possible um, hospitals, right. You're not going to go and buy a house in Charlottesville hoping that UVA matches with you in January and your match date is not till March, right? You're going to wait till you have a firm commitment and then suddenly you're going to enter the market. Right. All these people are going to enter in. And I can't imagine that there's that same. um, How do I put it? I can't imagine there's that same sense of urgency from the seller side that March comes and all of a sudden all these sellers are like, okay, I need I really need to put my house for sale now and because it's March. So you might have a little bit of a mismatch where the number of buyers that enter is conceivably greater than the number of new homes that would enter.
3: And I really like the, the comparison the example that you brought up, the the, the UVA people, let's let's take a physician um, moving here to work at UVA. Now back to your question about when do I list my home? Again, if you have a home in a neighborhood close to UVA, for example, in a price range and yeah. and and other specifications that might be interesting to a physician moving to Charlottesville, and you know that UVA is hiring not in January, but it will be later in the second quarter mm-hmm. of the year, for example, and oftentimes those physicians qualify for a physician loan. And so You can only get that loan within three months of actually starting your job at UVA. And this is just specific to this example, but I think it's a good example because that means to you as a home seller, if you're interested in attracting those kind of people, physicians working at UVA, you might be better off waiting for that. Mm -hmm. But that, again, requires you knowing about those tendencies, trends, trends. happening in the area so that might be a good point for me to point out talk to your realtor
0: yeah exactly (laughs) that's what it is it comes down to because you can't the individual person right if I own a home in charge for I can't possibly know the trends going on in this neighborhood versus that neighborhood or this proximity to the medical center versus this proximity to the medical center I mean it's impossible to keep track of all these things would be like an individual person Who's sitting there saying, "Well, I, I keep track of what clean energy stocks are doing every day, and I keep track of this sector and that sector, so I know when to move between one and the other." No, if you have a different job, and that's not your job, you wouldn't keep track of those things. So it's why you talk to a professional and say, "Okay, right. what what are you seeing that I need to think about when making the decision to list my home?" Again, assuming it's not that you need to. In other words, if you need to move somewhere.
3: Right. In then it's it doesn't
0: matter, Your circumstances have dictated your decision. Right. But if you have options, you kind of need that expertise to say, well, how do I analyze these options that I have?
3: Right. It's typically not a decision that you make overnight, no. Mm-hmm. Talk to your realtor, um, plan, compare your options. When is the best time? And again, as I as I said already, it's always an advantage to not be in a rush. Mm-hmm. Are,
0: are there things that in your industry does, I guess, in this time period, typically to prepare for what you may expect in spring and summer? Like, what is the typical, I don't want to call it off season, because there really isn't an off season. You're, you know, you, it's not a you cease to be busy in December. But in other words, what are typical things that you begin to look for? Say, these are things that, I sort of store away and think about so that when I may have more buyers approaching me in March I have a better grasp of this way I can prepare them better
3: well we live in an area with four seasons so you want to consider how your home looks that the curb appeal As um, mm-hmm. so we are approaching spring you might be interested in displaying some some greenery or um, working on your your yard before listing the home. Again, depends on your situation. But if you can wait and you are deciding between March and April, and if you or you think the value of the property is uh, determined, among other things, by how your yard looks, your front yard. And you already know from your realtor that it's recommended to have a professional photographer take um, photographs for, for your listing, then maybe work on, on the curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Again, that requires just a conversation and planning those things because the, the, the better prepared you are, the more you can likely get for your home mm-hmm. at better terms. Uh, yeah, I didn't no, that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. and that's the other
1: thing. I mean, so I, I think a, a good realtor, um, typically, when you when you you know discuss it, you know what you're planning to do, you know, I can you know they'll walk in through your house sometimes, walk around your house, and and kind of point out things, you know, you know you need to kind of fix that or you need to improve there, and mm-hmm. you know inside the house sometimes people have a lot of clutter and it's like you know you, you want to get rid of that clutter. It's nice to. Be homey because people people visualize easier when there's furniture in the house when there isn't. And and you and I talked about this all the time because they see a room, it's like it looks small, and then you you see it, it's got a sofa, it's got chairs, it's got TV, it's like, wow, it's like this is a big room, right? Mm -hmm. So but they see things that you don't see and so they're very helpful in being able then to to walk with you through your house and say, This is what you need to do to really improve the curb appeal outside and inside. Mm -hmm. And inside,
3: staging a home. If a home is empty already, sometimes it makes sense to to stage. Not to make it appear nicer, but you want to make sure people walking through the home or looking at it online can envision themselves living there. Exactly. So having a couch and a table helps them envision how to use that space. Um, Getting ready to to list your home um, also depends on the opinion of, of the professional. Um, I have this example of a person wanting to to sell their property, and they told me, "Well, we have to wait a few months because we have to fix A, B, C, and D." Um, it's it's a rather um, old property, but in a very in an excellent location. And so we, we took this opportunity to sit down and, and, and talk about the best plan moving forward, and as a result, it was not the best solution to spend money and time and work into fixing this property, because likely someone will actually, you know make modifications to this home. So why not let the buyer do that?) Yeah. So it's what I'm trying to say is, it's not always the best idea to spend a lot of money and work into ass. fixing something that the next person owning it might change anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, It's, it's true. There. I mean, sometimes
1: I hear that. I see people who like, oh, I'm going to sell my home, so I'm going to renovate my kitchen. So they mm-hmm. renovate the kitchen, might and you don't, don't the know, best somebody taste. comes in and says, I don't like the way this I'd kitchen looks. I do like the looks. style. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you just spend you know $20,000, but whoever's buying is like, eh, that's not for me. But well,
3: you would be supporting the local economy, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the person buying it was going to support it anyway because they're going to sit there and go, it's an old kitchen, so, okay, the price is a little, you know, the price I'm getting is reflective of the fact that I need to put a new kitchen, but mm-hmm. now I can put the kitchen that I want. Mm-hmm. I suppose somebody else puts the kitchen they want. I mean, I guess you have both, and there's people... Well, who I mean, don't want to go probably,
0: that? Wouldn't it depend somewhat also? Do you have to consider the the how much of the value of the property is the value of the house built on it versus the value of the land? In other words, if the if the land is extremely valuable and you sit out, you know, you say this most of what this land is of this property is worth is because it's in a very good spot, such that no one really cares what house is on it. They may even just tear down the house and put their own house that would change your calculation versus okay the lo- the location is okay but the house is beautiful in which case how the house looks is a little more relevant because no one would buy this merely to tear it down
3: exactly that would be part of the strategy mm-hmm. and you have to develop the strategy by, by talking about it with you know getting one opinion maybe even two opinions and And what you say actually applies. And the example I was just talking about, in that case, the location was so good and the house was not as nice that it made sense to look at the value of the property um, based on the location Mm -hmm. and the land and the value it brings to the table as opposed to the house itself. Mm -hmm. So every situation... It's different.
0: yeah. Sure. And you see it sometimes, you know, when, when I look, to sometimes when I keep tracking, you know, on the real track and look at things and so forth, you'll see, you'll see like, a uh, you know, a house. And, I mean, it's, it looks kind of broken down, kind of old. And, the, you know, the property isn't even that big. And it's worth, you know, the house it is not even that big. The house is like, you know, 1,500 square feet or something, right? And it's small. And then, you are know, like, how on earth is this thing selling for like, $700,000 and then you look, and it says 10 acres. And mm-hmm. you're like, all of this value is, and then you look where it is, and yeah. you're like, all of this value is the land. In other words, no one cares what the house is on it, because right. no, you're, they're probably just going to tear down the house and start over. What they want is the 10 acres. Yeah. And so that it, it really depends where you are and what your land looks like sometimes. That will affect how you decide what, how important your, your, the actual building on it is.
3: And sometimes it's, it's hard to tell a property owner that the value not lies in the home, but actually the land. You know? Oftentimes people are emotionally attached, and maybe they have spent a lot of time and work and... and, and th- their own money into that building mm-hmm. just to have me come and tell that person that it's not as attractive or not as valuable as you might think. How do you compare emotional with objective value there? Exactly. So that's, that's difficult. Well but,
0: another important role you play, because I think and it's a behavioral thing in behavioral economics, right? That people always, the individual who owns something, always has a tendency to overvalue that which they own and undervalue that which they don't own. It, it, this happens even with stocks. In other words, if people own Costo, they're gonna be like, "Oh, Costo is a really great company. It should be worth even more than it is. And if you are if you don't own Costo and you're thinking about it, ah, like the price should come down. It's it's not that great. <laughs> it's right? too so expensive. So you imagine, take that and multiply that by 10, because now it's your home. Mm-hmm. You're always gonna have a tendency to be like, oh no, my home should be worth yeah, this. Yeah, everybody's gonna love this home. Everybody's gonna love this home. Right, and but the problem is, if you try to achieve that, you may end up overpricing your home, over when the list price, and then you and then you sit there and oh, nobody's offering. What did I do wrong? So it it does take as hard as it is, right? It does take that that what do they call it? They call it like the arm's length person. In other words, someone right. who's on your side, which the realtor, which you are, right? But someone who's one step removed and doesn't actually own the property to say. This is what... In other words, I'm still here to help you sell this property, right? But I have a better idea, a more objective view of what, where its value lies.
3: Right. I remember the lady telling me that she raised all her children in that home and um, that she spent five days every week working in the yard and her husband painting. The perception of value was a million dollars, but it was not the reality. Yeah. Sure. And so the... Bringing objection to the table is is, is important there, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Probably not the that's easiest gotta
1: be, thing. That's got to, gotta to do. be tough. Yeah, that's got to be tough.
3: <laughs> Sometimes it's yeah, the truth can hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and again, looking at numbers is it's not the only thing we do. Exactly. There, there are there several mm-hmm. factors that we take into consideration, and again, it's just part of strategizing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Couple
0: thank yous as we are. Uh, that close, to, that close to wrap up time Anna Yon that's probably is that that's my that's sister wife? that's your sister your sister okay Anna Yon is watching Bill McChesney watching Mark Hunt uh, watching Brenna Rice liking the show this morning is, is Anna is she watching from is she here in,
3: uh... so my sister was just here um, last week visiting okay. but she lives in Arizona
0: oh so right. we've, got, we've got all the way from Arizona joining us <laughs> no, be like, international guests that would yeah. be impressive <laughs> so, watching from from Arizona, thanks for thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, so, Matthias, it's been—I always learn so much. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, it's about, nice. That's what's nice,
1: just conversing. As, it's yeah. as much about
0: the Absolutely. process as the as the predictions or the end result, because it's just—it's to know what are important things to think about and to know and to what and almost what you should be asking. I think one of the great benefits of people watching this is to know what should you be actually asking your realtor? Because it's kind of getting into your mind and knowing, okay, this is important to know. This is, this is important to ask or to, you know, if, my, if someone I know isn't asking me these questions, are they doing, you know, the right job for me? Are they thinking it through? So it's just important to, to I think, to reflect on those things and to have these conversations.
3: You know, we were talking earlier, actually not me, but uh, Jesse, who was here before mm-hmm. me, he was talking about, the advantage of the personal approach as opposed to everything being online and I think yes. he mentioned AI mm-hmm. and how it's a very different approach and I'm always thankful for opportunities like this one here where we can actually, in a conversational style, talk about the pros and cons of, of a topic and also it gives me the opportunity to, you know, to let people know I'm a real person, this is not an online platform mm-hmm. where you sign up and they tell you to list your home tomorrow at that price. No, it's, it's a process with real people just like you do it in your business and I want to thank you guys actually for having this, this platform here to, that allows local small businesses to come and talk about their business. Um, again, Jesse who was here earlier, he, he said something that I liked. He, he pointed out that we have this strong Community here, and I think sitting here reminds me of that. Yeah. So again, Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on a monthly yeah, that's, that's basis. A no, it's, you a, for coming. it's a nice pleasure. Always nice to be here.
0: We always look forward to it, and it's just—it's a joy, like like you said, like and like Jesse said. You know, it, it it is a great community that appreciates small business. So we we just love being part of that, and yeah. and hoping to to keep that. And we're always amazed
1: how many small businesses you know are, are here in Charlesville, and to be able to to help them is fantastic.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you once again. Thank for, you. Yes. For thank you, and you. see you next
1: time. See you next Absolutely. time. See you next
0: time. Thank you to uh, Clay Smith watching the show this morning. Appreciate it. You know, we had a lot of we had some great some great viewers watching this morning, uh, tuning in from from even all far over. all over all over. So we definitely appreciate everyone who tuned in. We've got so next week another uh, local small business. We're going to have on Steve Harvey from First Free Coffee Bar. Is going to be coming on. So we're gonna free coffee. I don't know. We're gonna find out what it means. I don't think you, do. you can't all be free coffee.
1: No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I
0: know, I know you are. I know you are.
1: The first coffee is free. The second one you got to pay for. There you <laughs> go. As opposed to the opposite, right? So
0: definitely uh, appreciate it, um, and uh, appreciate being on here with you. Oh, always a pleasure. Always, always a pleasure fun, being here. Always fun to be here. Thank you, Jude. <laughs> and that,
1: see, see, did you think you really meant that? And he, he giggled when you said no, that. So he, I'm really yeah, thinking now. Wait a minute, maybe.
0: My, no, my, I kidding. love being on I'm with you kidding. and with Michael. You know, neither of you supplants the other in my heart. I, Thank you. I have enough love in my heart for both you Appreciate and for Michael. <laughs> for you and Michael, there's more, there's more than enough. And of course, uh, plenty of love in my heart for Judah behind the camera. All oh, for uh, sure. <laughs> Making us, us all the good. Always, ha- always doing great work on the fly, getting pictures up to show people you know, the art and so yeah. forth. So, really appreciate all that he does. Love being here on the Isle of Siebel Network set. Uh, of course, gr- love our great partners, Castle Hillsider, Matthias Young Realty, Credit Series Insurance, Forward Adelante. Thanks to Emergent Financial Services for presenting. Thank you all for joining us. We, all, we always appreciate it. We look forward. To seeing you next week, I I don't know if it'll be you and myself, but we'll find out.
1: So you—right now, I think so. Right
0: now, it looks like it will be Xavier myself. So we look forward to seeing you next week. But until that time, as we like to close it out, hasta mañana.